Good day to you. Welcome. It is day one of the Wisconsin State Fair. We are glad to be with you and uh, good to be back today, as a matter of fact, after taking the day off yesterday. But uh, we are live. Welcome to all of you that are going to be joining us over on the Bud Light live stream and uh, one of the favorite times of year. I mean, football season, obviously, but uh, the beginning of what I consider to be kind of, I guess, one of the unofficial ends of summer, uh, although we are in the throes of summer, and next week is certainly going to feel a lot like summer when you're talking about the mid-90s uh, and uh, the, the the weather itself. But nevertheless, we are broadcasting live. We're at the Goose Island Ale House. We are here inside the Budweiser Pavilion, the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds, right across the street from the Cream Puff Pavilion, and uh, it, it's good to be here. I, uh, I, I got to tell you, and I understand the reasoning, uh, ben Kenny, part of the program, obviously producing the show. And Ben, so when Lamette got DFA'd and they cut him loose, and now he's going to clear waivers, is that when you put your palm to forehead and went, what the hell are the Brewers doing? This is nothing more than a money dump. To be honest, I kind of laughed. I kind of reached the point of a very defeated laugh. But yes, it makes absolutely no sense. Either somewhere along the lines they messed up, and didn't realize about the service time, or, I mean, they just wanted to get Hater gone for only the money. I, it's wildly frustrating. I, uh, I get it. He's not throwing the ball well. I know that he's a project that the Brewers have taken on before when it comes to the analytics and statistics of pitching. I get it that he's got his service time that popped up and all of a sudden you're kind of balancing out this deal and you're trying to figure out monetarily how to make this work. And then, you know, Freddie Peralta is reinstated from the 60-day IL. Matt Bush is added to the active roster. They bring in Keston Hira, who they bring back from AAA. And there's a series of moves. And you've got a 13-pitcher limit. But if you heard Craig Council yesterday when asked about it, and he sounded... Uh, when I heard it, he sounded kind of angry, like, come on. He said, look, we had a difficult choice today. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. It's a legitimate question. And I don't really – Craig's always been pretty, pretty – you know, Craig, Craig is not flamboyant when it comes to, to pressers. But when he said this, I'm like, it sounded like he was trying to say, look, guys – you know, we know, we get it, you know. But here's what Craig – take a listen to what he said and how he had to say it when he was asked why in the world did Lamette get DFA. Obviously, like you said, you guys got back the major league town with Lamette and, and Rogers. But just with trading away a guy like Hader, you know, the magnitude of it, how do you how do you go about managing that within the clubhouse and, and, and just the guys reacting to that as they will? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think – we should shy away from anybody's reaction to to losing um, a really important player for the franchise, um, for losing a really good friend for a lot of people, for losing a great person. Um, it, it, that hurts. It doesn't feel good. Um, and I think then when seven ten hits tonight and the game starts, I have a job. To do. Um, and, and the game doesn't stop for any of us, um, and it goes on, and, um, and we have a job to do when, when it's game time. So I, I, don't, I don't, 
I don't think we should shy away from those feelings that we're having about about losing Josh. Um, it's, it's kind of expected, and then and then we should feel like that. Um, but now we I mean seven ten. We got a job to do, and and, and we'll do it well. There you go. We've got a job to do, and we'll do it well. I don't. Um, I, look, I get it's a tough decision, and you can only carry 13 pitchers. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I mean, I thought that when there was the discussion regarding Lamette, that this was a guy that could be this X factor in the trade, and if they can figure it out and he can get back to what he was, that he is, he's going to have this, this impact. I, I just don't get it. When you're told one thing. The day prior, and that then that very night, all of a sudden, gone. Talk to you later. It, it just it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So, I I understand that. You know, there's deals to be made, but I I just I don't get this deal at all. I I, I just don't. So, uh, and then last night, ultimately, <laughs> things things blow up for the Brewers. Devin Williams comes in in the ninth. You usually, and this is another thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. You bring in your closer in the ninth inning to close games, usually. You don't necessarily – now, when you're at home, you can bring him in in the ninth because you know you're going to get the last at bat, and therefore, as many managers will do, you'll bring him in in the ninth inning at home, and ultimately you can win the game in that fashion. But bringing Devin Williams in – in a tie game on the road, I don't know if that made the most sense. He goes three pitches, one up and in at 93. Then he throws the uh, the change up, that breaking change that he has that's so devastating, low and away at 89. And then the very next pitch to the very first batter, and Brian Reynolds gets jacked out to uh, right center, 425 feet, no doubter, and talk to you later. And that's the way that game ends. And they have played some pretty – freaking pathetic baseball against the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's like the Pirates, if the Pirates played the Brewers every day, the Pirates would win the division. I I just, you know, I don't know. Um, It sounds like if, if you listen to Craig Council's voice talking about Josh Hader, if the rest of the team has that that empathy, so to speak. It sounds like the, the loss of Josh Hader affected this team. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Take a listen to what else is said by, uh, by, by Craig Council. Do you have any message for fans who are disappointed that who don't, you know, they want all in? They want a World Series. This move is well, a little hard to take. I think we all want a World Series. And we all want a World Series. Uh, you know, the, the best way to get there. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think we, we should have learned over the years that David Stearns is, is a pretty good guy to, to help us get there. Uh, he's done an incredible job, and um, he'll, he'll continue to do an incredible job. And, um, you know, that doesn't change our goal to win a World Series. He's right in one thing. David Stearns does make some good moves. Now, here's the thing. They just DFA Jackie Bradley Jr. 
They got Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. What the hell were the Red Sox thinking? You know, I, I, I so this 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 most you know what have you done for me lately is disappointing. But when you look at the productivity of Hunter Renfro and what he's brought to the table and what Jackie Bradley Jr. being able to and I'm you know personally I I think he's a nice guy but. To, to, to get rid of that mess, I, that's a fantastic deal. So you take the good with the bad. I think it's just hard to swallow when you have good talent. You grow that talent within your system. You trade for it. You seek it out. You bring it up. You watch it flourish. It becomes a star, a legit star, only to see that the small market team Say, sorry, can't afford you. Talk to you later. But how do you look the fans in the eye and say, oh, we're going for it. We're going for it. And this is my biggest issue. This is my biggest issue. You can't sit there and say, we're going for it. We want to bring a World Series. You want to, want to, want to, coulda, shoulda, woulda. That's great. But you can't legitimately look fans in the eye and say, this is what we're doing. We're going for it. We're winning a suit. We're winning a World Series, but yet in the background, we're only going to go for it as much as we can afford to, and we really, we really can't. You know, it just just be honest. Just say, look, we're a, we're a market, we're a small market team. We hope to catch lightning in a bottle. If it doesn't happen, please be our fan. I'd I'd feel better about the honesty. I'd be pissed, you know, overall because I want to root for a daily winner, but it, it just you know, I don't know. It's frustrating. I'm with you. I'm with you. I get it. I'm with you. Understandable. Um, anyway, just wanted to say hello to everybody on the Bud Light live stream. Got a lot of stuff chiming in over there. Hi to Dan, who listens up in the Appleton area. Uh, saying hi to Ronald, Brian. Also, uh, a whole bunch of people chiming in there. Thanks to uh, David and Mark, who are listening. Harv, who is listening to us. Uh, on the app, which is WOZN, The Zone, out of Madison. If you want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, uh, at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. You can find him there. You can always get a hold of us on uh, and watch the program over on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Also, you can track us down via YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, and if you want to watch the video from out here at the, the Wisconsin State Fair, which currently you're seeing some of the uh, some of the restaurant area, the Budweiser Pavilion, and the Goose Island Ale House, as the music is not getting underway just yet, but it will coming up a little bit later on today. Uh, you've got RCA, the Road Crew Acoustic, coming up at 11. Madison County, and I love these these guys and girls. Takes the stage at 3 o'clock this afternoon here at the Wisconsin State Fair. So absolutely, positively love it out here at the Bud Pavilion. And they are a sporky finalist. They didn't win, but they've got chicken on a stick, deep fried with flaming hot Cheetos and some sriracha sauce. And we're going to try that a little bit later on today as well. And uh, But they, they are a sporky finalist. So if you're going to – I know a lot of people kind of plan their, their, their day at the fair around the sporkies. So this is one of the sporky destinations, uh, by all means. So uh, stop by and say hi. And I'm, I'm here in the back of the Goose Island Ale House as well. Now, David Stearns, David Stearns uh, talks about, you know, having bites at the apple uh, after the hater trade. Take a listen. 
you know, t- today's trade, as we said in the release, is about doing everything we can as an organization um, to continue our mission and our goal of giving our, our team as many bites at the apple. So when David Stern says we're doing everything we can to give our team as many bites at the apple and then to get rid of Lamette after that deal, basically jettisoning Josh Hader because of money, how did your team get better? Now, I'm not a – look, I, I think David Stearns is an incredible GM. In this particular case, how did your team get better? Because Lamette was a part of that trade. He was, he was, he was going to be a piece within that trade. How did your team get better? How did you give your team a better bite at the apple? That's what I want. That's what I want to know. How did this team get better to get another bite at the apple? That's the only thing I'm sitting here thinking about. Going to go ahead and take a quick uh, quick break. We're going to come back. We are broadcasting live inside the Budweiser Pavilion. It's day one of the Wisconsin State Fair. You know what goes on a little bit later on today? I'll tell you what goes on a little bit later on today. Today over at the uh, Grand Champion Hall, they have winemaking demonstrations and homebrew basics today. If I wasn't on the air, that's where I'd be, down there trying to figure out just how to brew my own stuff and uh, have some fun in the house. But uh, you got good music coming up today, and it's a, it's a great day. Got my buddy Ryan McIntyre and Miles Wangren playing at different bars today. The camp bar is new, where the old Rupinas was. Camp bar is here now. Major Goolsby's Heartland. Rebel Grace is playing there later tonight. The Now is playing later. Bobby Friss is playing later. And then, obviously, you've got uh, got Madison County here uh, at the Budweiser uh, Pavilion. So, so much good stuff going on. Day one of the Wisconsin State Fair. Stay tuned. whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. And we all want a World Series. Uh, you know, the, the best way to get there. Um, you know, I think... I think, I think we should have learned over the years that David Stearns is a pretty good guy to help us get there. And his 2-0 offering is a high fly ball deep right center field. Ryan Reynolds has walked off the pool here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Pirates win at 8-7. There you go. That is uh, a montage of Sadness, I guess, is the best way to put it. The montage of sadness as the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers get beat last night. Josh Hader is gone. They have DFA'd Lamette. And the trade that uh, was spoken of so highly and what they consider to be relatively promising has turned, at least early on, the returns have been crap, I guess, is the best way to put it. So... Uh, and then, obviously, you have a plethora of catchers, and then uh, Narvaez goes down. So it's just uh, for a team that started off the uh, unofficial second half of the season so incredibly strong to run into, quote, the, quote, buzzsaw 
I say that tongue-in-cheek, of the Pittsburgh Pirates is somewhat of a joke. Somewhat of a joke. Um, so it's 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 sad. It is. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, Ronald, I, uh, whatever it is with the audio, I have no control over that. That, that isn't played here, so I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I can hear it. It sounds fine. I don't know why it doesn't sound good on your end. Talk to you later. Um, this one's from uh, Mark who says, uh, this team is nothing more than a cash cow for Mark Antanasio. He needs to sell it and find an owner with deeper pockets. Now, wait a minute. Uh, every time something happens negative, this is what comes up. You're not going to find an owner that's going to come in and spend more money. Not in a small market, you're not. The Ricketts aren't even doing it in Chicago. Castellini has cut that team to a disgusting minor league baseball team at best in Cincinnati. Um, We have seen other teams, the Marlins, in a larger market with deep pockets and ownership be despicable with the money that was spent and received. Look at the way the Pittsburgh Pirates have operated over decades now. It's Don't bring up the aspect of money when it comes to small market. It is a disparity in baseball that is understandable and ignored. It's understandable in the sense that big markets like New York and L.A., Chicago to a certain extent, these areas, they they harbor money. It's despicable that there is no way that the owners will ever regulate themselves. It's bad enough that the Yankees reluctantly kicking and screaming to the altar got in on revenue sharing. To, to say that the owners – now, the owners would love nothing more than to say, hey, we're going to get equal rights for everybody across the board because that would make many franchises smile that don't have the same deep pockets as the Yankees do. But, and, and the Players Association would smile as well if that were the case. However, the Players Association will never, ever – accept a salary cap, ever. And that's the conundrum. Owners don't want to give up their money. Players don't want to give up their money. It's greed, and it's the same old, same old argument that we've been talking about for a long time when it comes to Major League Baseball. And quite honestly, baseball doesn't care. They just don't. they got bigger problems. Bigger problems than the inequity of a small market team like the Milwaukee Brewers with the, the, the ratings that they do or don't carry in comparison to San Francisco, L.A., Southern California, New York, Boston. They, they don't care. Baseball doesn't care. Because one of the things baseball never wants to see is, say, a Milwaukee-Kansas City World Series, a Milwaukee-Tampa Bay World Series. You know, they don't ever want that. They don't ever want it. So they don't care. They're not, they're not crying one drop of tear for any Milwaukee Brewers fan, just an FYI. So that's why something like that's never going to be fixed. And you're never going to get an owner that's just going to come in and say, you know what, I'm going to spend, you know, we're going to take it from $130, $140 million up to $250 million. You're not going to find that either because they can't recoup that money. And what owner wants to come in and say, you know what, we're going to start off the first three, four, five years of our franchise losing $100 million a year. Who does that? 
Who does that? So, I, it's to say, well, Mark Antanasio, and he needs to sell the team. It's that's no, he's done a lot. They've done a lot of good things. They've put it this way. Go back to the years of when I moved into this state back in the, the, the late 90s, 1999. Prior to that, you had many years of Phil Garner, and I like Phil Garner. But you had a many, many years of sub-mediocre baseball. It was miserable. I remember sitting in the studio interviewing Ned Yost, both on the microphone and off the microphone, and I said, Ned, what do you, what, what do you got to do? And he said, Bill, it's not about winning. It's about getting to 500. And then it's about going above 500. And then it's about going above 500 into the postseason. And then it's about going above 500 consistently enough to get to the postseason. Well, you're just now consistently getting to the postseason. That's almost two decades. Two decades. So, and John, I know he says, well, bring in, bring in more investors like the Bucks did. In the NBA... First of all, they share the, the television revenue in a much larger sense. And in addition to that, they do have minor investors, the, the Brewers do. They do have other investors. But you're never going to see the reward on your dollar like you because there is a soft salary cap in the NBA. They don't have that in Major League Baseball. they got a luxury tax, but that, that's about the extent of it. The Brewers are never going to come close to that. But no investor is going to come in and say, you know what, Mark, I want to be an investor. Let me give you $50 million. Oh, by the way, don't pay me back. Because that's what you're doing. That, that's, the, that's the reality of what's going on in Milwaukee. Anyway, I digress. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's disappointing, but it is what it is. Brewers back at it today. Day game today, as a matter of fact. And maybe Brandon Woodruff can stop the bleeding against the almighty Pittsburgh Pirates, which I still can't fathom what it is about the Pittsburgh Pirates that they've had recent success against the Brewers, but it is what it is. Um, Bernard says, it's fair, just wish we'd get more out of the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, he said, I've been a broken record with recently talking about uh, trading in the Brewers franchise, a mediocre product, uh, and getting an NHL franchise straight up. Never going to happen. First of all, I know a lot of people in this area love hockey, but I think more, there are more baseball fans in the state of Wisconsin than there are hockey fans. Secondly, and that's just my sense because I, I just feel like summertime and Brewers baseball, they go together. Everybody, you know, that's just what everybody looks forward to. But there, there's so many. It's never going to happen. The whole thing about getting an NHL franchise, it's, it's never going to happen. I mean, I shouldn't say never, because never say never. But 99.9% of me in what I know says it's it's not going to happen. Not unless two other franchises die off and the Bucks and the Pfizer Forum renovate to have full-time hockey on a daily basis, and it, which is never going to happen, and because they're not sharing that building. They're not sharing that revenue. It's it just they're, they're not going to do it. Just not going to do it. Um, John says, have you heard if the feeling in the uh, clubhouse is disappointment? Sure looks like a way, like that way with Suter and Williams' comments. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, it, it is disappointing. I, I don't think that – Josh Hader uh, was just a likable guy. Now, he's not dead. 
right? But he's a he's a likable guy. Absolutely, there's a lot of people that are disappointed. 100%. I completely agree with you. But uh, I'm not going to say. I think that there can be a hangover. And maybe when they get out of Pittsburgh and hopefully they get a win today and leave on a positive note and come back home, then maybe there's a little bit different feeling in the air. You come back, you get a little home cooking. It's going to be different, obviously. When you walk into that clubhouse and Josh isn't there, when he finds out at the team hotel, Josh isn't there. It, it's, it's, it's disappointing. This is Josh Hader in San Diego. Take a listen. The atmosphere here is they want to win and, and, you know, not just go to the playoffs but win a World Series. And, and like I said, that's a, a contagious atmosphere to be a part of. And, um, you know, obviously the moves that AJ and, and the front office has put together, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, you know, that's the, that's the mentality that, that they're perceiving out here. And as players, that's, that's what you want. So, um, you know, to be a part of that group and to be a part of a, a trade to come here, it's, uh, it's, it's special. So there you go. That's uh, Josh Hader talking about the return to California, uh, understanding the atmosphere and such inside San Diego. Now, again, you know, San Diego's got a tough way to go. They've got to be able to stick around enough to be a wild card because they're putting all those chips into that middle of that table doing so because I don't think in any way, shape, or form it would be a miracle uh, 12 games back if they ended up catching the L.A. Dodgers when the trade was made. But he understands. Don't. Says all the right things. You know what I mean? There is a bit of irony in that statement, though, right? He says, wanted to do everything to win a World Series. That also is the guy that only wanted to pitch one inning and only in a save right. situation the last two years. Yep. Yep. I, I get it. But then again, uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that he does not mind every now and then pitching an extra inning. It's not his favorite. He's more effective when he doesn't. But when you know that you're legit, it comes with a different feeling. You know what I mean? When you know you are on the precipice of being one hell of a team. Oh, no doubt. And you're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Then it's like, look, everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction. No, because we know how good we are. Whereas in Milwaukee – it's always, eh, we're, we, you got to hope. Well, we need a bat. Oh, we need another arm. Oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. Oh, maybe. Oh, hope at the end of the season. You know, I, at this point, I think what the Brewers are hoping for is other teams get hurt. That's it. You're hoping you get healthy and everybody else gets hurt. That's it. That's what you're hoping for. I, as much as you can talk about wins and losses and just hanging in there, beating the Cardinals, winning the division, that's great. But what you're hoping for is, in all reality is, as you go into the postseason, everybody else gets hurt, and you face the Reds, you know, a team like the Reds where you got a minor league team out on the field. And maybe, then again, they're losing to the Pittsburgh Pirates, so who knows? You can tell there's a little vitriol in my voice today, but you, who knows? But that's what you're hoping for. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think if San Diego comes to town at full strength that the Brewers have a legitimate shot at beating them in the postseason? realistically, I think they have some chance, but in terms of vibes right now, I would say they have none. They, no, they, I'd say if I had to put my money on it, I would take – if San Diego in a one-game playoff was coming to Milwaukee right now, I would take the away team and the over. 
That's what I would take. I would take the away team and whatever the over is. Say the over is seven, eight, nine runs. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Padres and I'm taking the over. Just it's just the way I feel. That's a they message just, thing, though, right? Because I mean, even in previous years, last year the Brewers get Eduardo Escobar. That's not a big move, but it sent the message at least that they are trying to put together a winning team. I can't there imagine. You go. you go to the Padres clubhouse, the message to everybody is, we think we can win a World Series. I cannot imagine being in the Brewers clubhouse right now when our front office just sent the message that we traded away one of our best players and got nothing, that's, nothing it, back. That's exactly my point. Is On one hand, you've got haters saying, I'll do whatever it takes to win, and you've got an atmosphere here, and we're trying to win a World Series. World Series. Whereas the Brewers have always been, let's get to the postseason. Let's get to the postseason. Oh, we'd like to win a World Series. Well, everybody would like to win a World Series. You know, especially considering your trophy case is empty. You'd like to. Hell, yes, you'd like to win one. But what they're doing in San Diego is going to win a World Series. They don't give a damn about the postseason because they know they're going to get there with this team. So now it's about winning once you get there because when everybody gets healthy and Tatis Jr. comes back, you should have an offensive lineup that <laughs> excuse me, that has serious prowess and now you've solidified the back end of your bullpen even more so. Whereas the Brewers, what's the message today? Oh, uh, we, we, we dump money. We dump money. We're just trying to eat apples, Bill. I like apples. I heard there was an apple reference today on the morning show, and I don't know what it is. It was the Stearns thing I played earlier. He said it's all about oh, getting oh. another bite at the apple. It's his bite metaphor for getting to yeah. the playoffs. Bite at the apple. He might yeah, want to bite at the big apple. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when, when the only bite at the apple was from a dead pig laying on your table after the roast, that's, that's not having another bite at the apple. That's just shoving it in there to say you did it. It's appearances. Is that a good metaphor right there? Oh. This is the reason we in radio have to weave the tapestry that is the mental image. So it kind of builds itself within so you can say, ah, I get it now. That's what we do. There you go. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back and a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We are live at the Wisconsin State Fair. It is day one. We're at the Budweiser Pavilion inside the Goose Island Ale House, right across from the Cream Puff Pavilion. Stay tuned. More coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today's trade, as we said in the release, is about doing everything we can as an organization um, to continue our mission and our goal of giving our, our team as many bites at the apple. Yeah, got that apple biting thing going on. Don't know how that's going to work out. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. The uh, the Bill Michael Show today. Live, we are at the Wisconsin State Fair. Love the fair. Love the fair. Uh, just, uh, it is one of my favorite times of year. I love where we're at. I love the Goose Island Ale House. I love the fact that going back almost now, seven or eight years, they built this back studio for us in the back of the bar. And it's just awesome. Uh, and it's it's been home away from home. Uh, here at the fair for a while now, and just uh, just love it, absolutely love it. So, uh, my thanks to the Budweiser Pavilion for having us, and uh, thanks to Bud Light. We're brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Dennis says, until a dozen or so small market teams threaten or leave Major League Baseball to start their new league, 
the larger markets have no reason to accept any kind of a salary cap. The large markets, it, the, no, it, it's no. The the players will never. The the small markets and the large markets, for that matter, the large markets don't want to spend the money if they don't have to. That means more money for them. So, Dennis, I understand what you're saying, but it, no, the small market teams. While they can band together, the large market teams would band there right there with them and say, yeah, we'll take a salary cap. Hell yes, because that means more money coming through the Yes Network for the Yankees, more money for the Dodgers. What you need to happen is for Major League Baseball to say, we're going with a salary cap, but in essence of doing so, we are also going to go with a larger piece of the pie via revenue share, which also means that small market teams will be forced a salary floor. Not just a salary cap, but a salary floor. You must spend this amount of money. So that that's the only way all of this will be accepted. You know, you know what I mean? Because if you, if you don't want to be a small market team and then have the ownership of that small market team stay exactly where they're at, but just pocket more money. That's, that's, not, a good, that's not a good recipe for success. So what you would have to say is, Okay, salary cap, uh, which you're never going to get past the Players Association. But, okay, you get a salary cap, but in, also you're going to have to have a salary floor. So no longer can you get a team with 37 to $50 million worth of payroll. Everybody's going to have to be from 90-plus to 250-plus. Somewhere in there would be the floor to the ceiling, and that's where everything's going to have to fall. That's the only way this works. But you're not going to get – we are so far away from that in the here and the now, it isn't funny. So far away from that. But I appreciate what you're talking about. I really do. Uh, 877-867-1670, glad to have you on board this portion of the program. Brought to you by good friends at Bud Light, as I had mentioned, uh, home of the uh, Bud Light Pavilion, the Budweiser Pavilion here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park, thanks to them. Also, thanks to our friends over there at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. If you can do any grilling coming up, I highly recommend it, unless, of course, you're out here eating stuff on a stick. But I'll say this. Even if you have here stuff on a stick, doesn't matter because Burn Pit Barbecue goes with everything. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. Uh, this is from, uh, this is from True, True Dre, who says, uh, the Brewers are doing nothing more than hoarding the money. They got rid of a guy they simply didn't want to pay. They said we're getting better even though we're not. And this team is now depressed after the loss of one of their favorites inside that clubhouse. What a craptastic way, as he puts it. And I love that term. You know that. What a craptastic way to tell people you're going for it by shedding money, trying to then, trying to then tell people that you are shedding money by bringing in talent that you know you're going to get rid of to save a little bit more money. And you know what, Dre? It's, it's, I get what you're saying. No, it's it's not all of that, but it's some of that. Yeah. Um, Bob says uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are nothing more than a small market team trying to compete with the big markets, and we as fans need to understand that all we're going to see now is competitive baseball. That's it. Hank says the dreams of a World Series with the Milwaukee Brewers – are from long ago. They are never going to win. They keep living on the laurels of 1982. Again, we're having a reunion. Great. Yay. 1982 was what? 50 years ago? Why be around as a Brewers fan in today's day and age when the team simply isn't going for it? 
Davey says, I like what David Stearns is doing. How much longer does Mark Antanasio hang on to David as a general manager and president when we all know he's going to end up with the New York Mets? Again, a small market team losing to a large market team. I don't know. I, we haven't heard anything about contract talks or anything like that lately, so who knows when that's going to happen, if uh, that happens. But I know there's some out clauses there. But, uh, look, David Stearns has done some really good things. Don't Don't allow – the angst from this trade in the last couple of days to, to cloud totally your judgment. Because this Brewers team at the beginning of the season, we all know, we had, we had serious aspirations to go deep. It just some guys didn't. You know, look, we've seen this before. When Bryce Harper first went, huge contract. When he first went from the Phillies uh, or from the Nationals to the Phillies, you know, he didn't light the world on fire, and it was, you know, and everybody was upset and saying, "Well, wait a minute, did this work out?" And we got robbed, and you know, you just kind of say, "Wait a minute, you got to have some patience." So this year, the Brewers came out; they had to have some patience, and now things are starting to get a little bit better over the last two games. I don't know why the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Pirates have become such a nemesis, but they have. But over the last couple of games, the Brewers have not fared very well against Pittsburgh. I mean, that, that's simply a fact. I understand that. And it hasn't ended the way you've wanted when it comes to the, the first half of the season, you know? Because the first half of the season, down that stretch, when they had the Pittsburgh Pirates, put it this way, they split with Pittsburgh in that four-game series, and then they lost two out of three to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh has been kind of a thorn in their side when that's when you look at things and you, you kind of you're, – you're salivating and you're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're going to get healthy. We're going to feel good. We're going to continue this win streak. We're going to continue the positivity. And then you run into Pittsburgh, and you're like, holy crap, we can't get past this team. So it's recent history. It's not total history, so to speak. But I get it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, and come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. We are broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair. If you are a motorcycle rider, I encourage you, start getting signed up if you haven't done so already and let people know as uh, pre-registration is, has been open for a while, but we're really starting to gain a lot of momentum, got some positivity back from uh, our friends at the uh, Milwaukee Police Department, the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department, uh, the Franklin Police Department. It's, it's awesome. The ride is really, really shaping up to be awesome, and we want you to be a part of it. Sunday, September 4th, right now you can get pre-registered and be registered for the prize package that is only available for those who pre-register. And simply go to FisherHouseWI.org. That's FisherHouseWI.org. Go to the events page, click on the big unit poker run, and you're good to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready for family night inside Lambeau Field tomorrow night. After the first few practices and pads, what did the coaches see on film? Head coach Matt LaFleur. There was a lot. Some of the competitive one-on-one periods, I thought from a run game standpoint, I thought the offense did a pretty decent job of, of running the football. I thought our defense, we got to tighten up in, in some areas. We got to do a better job of setting edges and you know, I, I thought there was a lot of good out there. Those guys were competing hard from a pass game standpoint. I thought the D-line was in the face of the quarterback the entire day, which is good and bad, right? So everything's a double-edged sword, I guess. Kind of challenged the offensive line. they got to get better. Aaron Rodgers was asked why he's been in conversations with so many players on the sidelines, not only the young receivers, but defensive players like Rasul Douglas. Well, I want to win badly. you got to communicate to win. 
with Christian and with Romeo, it's a lot of me teaching them. Rasul is one of the smartest guys I've ever played with. He reminds me a lot in the deepest respect of Charles Woodson. Uh, he has incredible ball skills, baits you at practice. He has the competitive fire that, that Charles did. That may have looked like me talking to him, but it was as much him talking to me. And former Packers safety Leroy Butler is being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His college coach, Bobby Bowden, once told the story about meeting Butler for the first time at his home in a rough neighborhood in Jacksonville to convince him to play at Florida State. So I called Leroy. I said, Leroy, we're going to come give get, visit. Well, that made him happy, you know. And he said, he said uh, Coach, when you come to see me, You'll go by this uh, 7-Eleven store. There'll be a lot of men out front. Don't stop. (laughs) That's that's exactly what he said. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. We're glad to have you. Bill Michael's show continues on. We're broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair. And I want to remind you that our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, not very often in today's economy, you're going to find a deal as good as this right now on a premium band right, brand. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, you can have beautiful Pella Windows and Doors installed in your home, pay just 2.99% financing. That's locked in 10 years. 10 years. Maybe if you'd rather choose some free blinds or shades between the glass or on the Lifestyle lifestyle Premium Wood Patio Doors or Impervia Fiberglass Patio Door, you got to take advantage of that. Right now, great deals, great deals, low interest. You can lock it in 10 years on this stuff. Uh, but there's no telling how long this is going to be around, so you got to get to it now. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And uh, check out our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Um, we'll talk some Aaron Rodgers coming up in the next hour. Uh, because oh, God. I, yeah. I, <laughs> it, it's it is, as weird as the Brewers' stuff is with the trade of Josh Hader and telling fans you're going for it, and fans figuring out that, yeah, you just got rid of money and, and whatever. It went from the poncha cleanse to I'm going to blow out Cornholio to get rid of all the toxins in my body to now hallucinogenic tea and self-love. Look, Aaron Rodgers is an unbelievable quarterback, but I, I, I don't even know. I, I just—he's on an island, man. Bill, did it's you one th- listen to the podcast? Thing. No, I haven't yet. I—I have heard snippets of it, but I haven't listened to the whole thing. I—I I was kind of out of it yesterday, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, maybe the podcast could have helped then. Yeah, you know what? Might have taken a taken a little bit of the pain away. But uh, t- today, by the way, I'm, I'm I am saying uh, the stuff that went on yesterday successful. Uh, I feel really, really, really good for the first time in months. So I, I'm, I'm ecstatically happy. But, yeah, I, I started getting, like, whiffs of this, so to speak, as people started to text me. I had a buddy of mine. He's, like, he's an Aaron Rodgers apologist. He thinks Rodgers 
walks on water, that you, you need to do everything Rodgers does because he's so far ahead of the curve that Rodgers is not even human, right? That he's just this incredible being walking around on the, the, the earth. And even he yesterday, and, and I'll, I can't read you the exact words, but it's, it starts out with WTF, which you know what it stands for, and it's WTF, that literally written out, he says, what is up with my boy? A-Rod's gone off the deep end. And I said, I, I, I had no idea. I, I said, is it more anal cleansing? And he said, no, this time he's taking drugs. And I'm like, what? And so I had to go start reading some of this stuff, and it's just, yeah, it it's... Oh. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Right? Right? Because there's there's a, there's something to think about here. There's a, there's a legit thought here in regards to Aaron Rodgers when we return. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live, day number one, the Wisconsin State Fair. We're at the Budweiser Pavilion. Uh, we're also going to talk a little Budweiser Pavilion and State Fair coming up at the bottom of the next hour. But Aaron Rodgers coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.